What does the NFL look like without Tom Brady? Well, we're going to find out in the coming season as he does retire. We'll just discuss this. New head coach hires the conference championship. Uh, the first episode of Real Housewives of New Jersey. Whew, it was a doozy, people. Uh, we'll discuss all of that and more on this episode of The Real Football Fans in New Jersey. Fill up those wine glasses. every damn week that I have to friggin up make that change to a one minute countdown because I struggle behind the scenes now everyone sees me live struggling trying to share this to our social media it's hard work behind the scenes people you have no idea and I was intrigued before the show I was setting everything up it looks like we have a new feature and I'm gonna I'm gonna try it oh, and God. see what happens it says we have background music, so I wanted to see. Uh, it's going to come up like really loud, probably. I want to see what happens already. Is it playing? Can you hear that? Yeah, a little bit. I can hear it a tiny bit. There you go. I feel like this would be like a Luann song. Oh, shit. Doesn't this feel like a Luann song? Feeling Feeling Giovanni. Oh my god. This one's called Feeding the Ducks. This is not what I imagine when it comes to feeding oh the ducks. Okay. All right, honestly, like we're gonna use that some way, somehow, when we get <laughs> when we just gotta like enter and be like, hello, welcome <laughs> to the real football fans. <laughs> but yes, guys, thank you so much for joining us. This is the real football fans in New Jersey. This is episode 191. We are nine episodes away from 200. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> We're getting down. We're in the 10, 10, 9, 8. It's like that New Year's Eve countdown, but it's the Real Football Fans of New Jersey countdown. So thank you guys, as always, for joining us. I already see a ton of people on the Twitter watching. Thank you guys, as always. We are on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, though. If you want to engage with us live, we do recommend going over to the YouTube. But Twitter, obviously, watch along because we've got great, great stuff with you for you when it comes to football, housewives, wine, life, everything. So I'm pumped. It's a great episode. While we go ahead and get into it, um, you know, we do have some. We asked you guys for questions. We pulled uh, three of the questions that we really liked from you guys. Um, we will answer them live on the show. Um, we just have to – I want to put out, like, a big, like – it's like a legal disclaimer. I would put like a big disclaimer before the start of the show. Obviously, we give you the big news uh, every single week in regards to football and housewives, you know, NFL being our biggest football driver. Um, there's obviously huge news in the NFL right now uh, going on with uh, former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores. Um, you know, he is um, he has filed a class action lawsuit against uh, the New York Giants, the NFL, and a couple of other 
couple of our teams, um, just a lot going on right there. Uh, Katie and I will not be discussing it during the show tonight. Um, we have made this decision as a team, as the Real Football fans in New Jersey. Um, there is a lot going on right now. There's a lot of information out there. And we feel as if we are comfortable with addressing it at a later date when we have more firm knowledge. Uh, we have more firm, I guess, um, uh, I don't know if the right word is truth to the situation because it's just kind of all out there right now. Um, and there's also a lot of opinions. Uh, you could probably count a million and one opinions out there right now. And we don't think the situation will be any better if we give you ours. So um, it's really not important. So just so you know, it's not that we are avoiding it. It's not that we didn't mention it on the show. We are just simply not addressing it tonight. So that is it. Uh, that's my big, that's my spiel for you guys. Um, but with that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. So we asked you guys to ask us questions. We pulled three of them that we really, really liked. As always, if you want to ask us questions throughout the show, please do. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it. So our first question. So Washington came out with a new name today and new branding. So the question is simply, do you like it? So they are the Washington Commanders. Sure. I mean, it's fine. It's kind of like... <laughs> sure. Um, I definitely saw things along the lines of commanders or generals, um, you know, kind of something along the lines of having to do with being the nation's capital. Um, right. I, think, I think we did see a longer list, which one of them included like presidents. So let's just like say that presidents. That it's not that. I think commanders is fine. Um, I don't really hate it or love it. It just is what it is. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think like the logo has really strayed too far from being the Washington football team. I saw the W that they had and, and, and that's about it. Obviously same team colors and everything. So it's fine. Yeah, it is what it is. I agree with you. Um, they actually, they introduced a black uniform. Oh, um, I so I, I always think that's interesting when, you know, teams, it's like, I guess it's like an alternate for them. Yeah. Um, you know, like you had the Jets introduce that black uniform with their mm -hmm. new branding. Um, you know, it's Falcons have a black uh, the, uniform. Yeah. And I so they like, I, I don't hate it. Um, the, the thing is, I, I did tweet out from my personal uh, Twitter um, that they, they sent out a picture and it was, you know, it was the they it, it's a crimson color but they said what actual color the red was but it's the red color the black color and the white color so it's three guys in the uniform um it's so funny because when i saw the picture the guy in the white uniform has a visor on and his head is down and i'm looking at the picture and i go you know what it's so funny that chase young isn't in this picture because like he's their guy right. well much to my like guy looking to it, he's the guy in the white uniform that you can't identify. So I tweeting out like I tweeted out the picture from and I just said from like a branding and a marketing standpoint. Yeah. In my opinion, Chase Young is your guy. Like he right. is to me, he is the face of your franchise right now. Exciting yeah. young player, huge pick for you in the draft. Unfortunately, he got injured this season, but he is going to do amazing things for you in Washington. Why is he in your white uniform with a visor on face down? He should be in your red color. That is your color. The whatever, the, maybe burgundy. That's it. He is like, that's the color of your home. Like that's your home color. Like 
that should be him. No eyes are on. See his face. Like he is yeah. the face of your franchise. Like that was my biggest thing to them. Um, and you know what? We we spoke about it on the show too. Like Commanders is fine. I just really hated this. Like string us along. Like we're going to announce it. Like no it offense. Was stupid. No Nobody offense, Washington. No one gives a shit. Um, it was actually like revealed a couple of weeks ago. Like you guys right. did not know how to hide it. Someone like. It was, I was laughing so hard last night. Like a helicopter went by the stadium and all the stuff was already done. So like it came out last night. And then I had said to Katie earlier when I sent it to her, there's so much shit going on in the NFL right now. Do you really think anyone cares that you no. changed your name? I as, picked this date literally like a week before the Super Bowl. Like nobody gives a shit. You picked that. There's obviously other things going on. Me as like the owner of the Washington Commanders now, I or whatever, or anyone else in marketing, like high level, I would have been like, you know what? Let's just not make a big deal out of it. Or maybe let's push it out a couple of weeks. There's so much other stuff going on. They're like, yeah. literally no one cares about you guys and your no. new name change. So when it comes to liking it, sure, whatever, we move forward. I have my opinions from a marketing standpoint, but then also too, just kind of from a general announcement standpoint, but it is what it is. All I can tell you is that the New York Giants are going to beat the Washington Commanders twice next season. So <laughs> that's all I got for you there. All right, second question. Do you think the Housewives will still be running new episodes 10 years from now? Yeah, I had to think about this one. So I guess the first season ever was Orange County, and I believe it was in 2006. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're well over that well decade over. Uh, point. And it had me thinking about, like, other shows. I mean, Survivor has been on since, I think, like, 99. They're on, like, their 17th or their 18th, like, season i more, think more more oh I it's think more it than that 90 in in 99 i think it came out um That's a long time and then i think about the kardashians had a really long run and i gotta right. be honest with you i think it will be on in 10 years from now and i know that's really really crazy but it's been on this long. I think yeah. it's going to continue. It's not like it, you, it is one of those shows where they have all your different franchises. So if a franchise isn't working, you can end that franchise. You can bring in new ones, obviously Salt Lake City, Dubai, um, so that it doesn't get stale. You're always bringing in new women. It's not like right. Kardashians where you're not bringing in new family members. Right. Family. Um, but it always can change and evolve. And I, and I do think it will be here 10 years from now. It's Bravo's baby. It is. It's like their bread and butter. I 100% agree with you. Um, and it's going to be here. And they're going to evolve. Like you said, they're going to bring in new areas. They're going to try to adapt to the current franchises that they already have. And I think what's interesting, too, is that you think of like, an, like a franchise like the Kardashians and how they've grown up and how they have new storylines with, you know, Kendall and Kylie. Like they weren't the storyline in the beginning. Now they are. Like we could probably see Housewives children that are still in the picture. Children well, Gia is going to play like a huge, a huge role in this part. new season of New Jersey. Stay in 10 years though. She's a wife and these women are getting old. She, she's one of the new, yeah. she has ties to the franchise. So she That's could crazy. be. So I think of that. Like I think of like Orange County people, Beverly yeah. Hills people coming back. Like they could, like children could come back. So honestly, like it's and, definitely. And also keep in mind too, like, New York has one of the older 
um, casts. And we've seen, I mean, Ramona yep. is in her 60s now. Like, Melissa and Teresa and all of them, they right. can go in, go into the future with it 10 years from now Absolutely. as well. So. Yeah, so definitely, definitely doable. Um, I do have a bit of some breaking news here before we get into our last question. Um, so Jim Harbaugh has decided actually he is returning to Michigan yes. for the 2022 oh. season. Oh, yep. I thought he was going to Minnesota. No, so um, he wow. did interview with the Vikings today. Um, he wow. had called um, Michigan right after and said that he will be returning. Wow. Um, Michigan was is from Adam Schefter, so I mean, believe it if you want to believe it. <laughs> Winky face. But um, in the words of someone from uh, Michigan, this is source. They are elated to hear that he is coming back. So this I, is I breaking news. Here. I, I'm kind of elated because we didn't I, I get was him. Like a little bit <laughs> jealous. I really uh, yeah. he was going to Minnesota. And, and Kate, I know I yeah. think I've said it to you. Like I kind of wanted the Giants to really give him yeah. a give him a look over. And, and they didn't 100%. really. Yeah. And uh, I was I was getting pretty jealous when I thought yeah. like Minnesota was landing him. And I was like, God damn it. Like, well, I got him. Well, with this decision, I got to tell you. So uh, Patrick Graham is actually one of their front runners now with um, I think he was originally. Oh, yeah. um, he interviewed very well. And um, the, the Giants right now are set on if he doesn't if he gets the job or if he does, if, if he gets the job and doesn't accept it or if he doesn't get the job, he'll come back as our defensive coordinator. Yeah, They've already yeah. told him that. Right. I, 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 I want him back as our defensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah, so, me too, me too. um, I was, was in the words of a Michigan person, I was elated when they gave him the head coaching interview. I was like, yes, like, God, I, I love that. I'm a huge Patrick Graham fan. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy about that, but I was so happy to hear them like bringing it back. Um, but obviously it's it, but he's a, he's a huge front runner uh, in Minnesota. So I don't, you always want to see coaches go on and, you know, see if they can, you know, achieve that yeah. next step at head coach. But it's, it's always, I'm like, no, stay with us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please don't leave. That is some breaking news for you guys. Obviously I'm always, wow. I'm on, I'm on the Twitter always during the show. So I'm, I'm looking out, uh, but definitely didn't want to, cause you know, cause Tom Brady friggin' the retirement came out. And so we came after our show, but so did uh, Ben Roethlisberger came out after our show last week. And I was like, damn it, guys, why can't you just do it before 7.30 Wednesdays? Like, that's all you have to do. Just do everything beforehand. So I'm definitely keeping my eye out here on any yeah. other breaking news. Yeah. But it, it is the breaking news of the night. Um, and that just gives you guys a reminder, you know, always follow Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, give us a follow. So we're always going to be posting the latest and greatest for you guys. Yeah. All right, so our final question. Um, so this is a very interesting one, and it does have to do with Tom Brady retiring. So should the NFL do what the NHL did with Wayne Gretzky? So what they did with him when he retired was they had, like, because he was clearly one of the greatest in hockey, they had his own ceremony at some point, like, right away. Um, so if we're looking in the lens of Tom Brady, should he have his own hall of fame ceremony at some point next year, um, and enshrine him right away. So it's basically halting their hall of fame rules. So right. Tom Brady right now will become eligible in 2027. So we've got five years for him to become eligible for the hall of fame. Mm -hmm. So clearly he's obviously the goat, as many people will say, you know, I truly believe he is one of the greatest that we will see in our entire our entire lifetime. Um, I can't I can't guarantee you once we're gone who's going to be the greatest <laughs> of all time, but I can't. Um, I'll be looking down and watching, but I can't. Um, or looking up, who knows? Um, I can't. 
I can't tell you that, but um, it's a very interesting take because clearly the NHL, excuse me, the NHL made a huge stride in saying, listen, we're going to halt the rules we have. We're going to give this guy his own thing. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I'm, I'm not for it. Yeah. And I understand why the NHL did it. Um, I, you know, knock on wood. I mean, I, I, I know this is like really shitty, but like I think about somebody like Kobe Bryant and nobody expected it's a really yeah him to point. go. I, I want to say like we can wait five years, but yeah, know, obviously life is not guaranteed. I I don't like to go that route with my mind thinking, but um I I acknowledge that he is the GOAT, and I do think that in our lifetime it's very likely that he could be the best that we'll ever see play the game. Um, and I, I love yep. that. And I, and I honor that and give him all the props and respect. And I don't see why we can't just do that during the regular hall of fame. Just, ceremony. Yeah. I feel as though if I were Tom Brady, you know, this is just me, like ego aside, I would say, why am I more important than anybody else? You know, all the guys that came before me, all the guys that are going to be honored right. with me in my hall of fame class, like we all deserve the same spotlight and the same time to shine. I get that he's the greatest of all time, but I just don't think it's necessary. Why can't he? Yeah. Just, like we could just wait. You know what I mean? He's going to get honored. He's going to get in first chance he can get. Right. And uh, I, I don't feel like we need to make it a separate thing. Well, I think that's the biggest thing. Like we know Tom Brady is going to be a Hall of Famer. Like it's not like if he's right. not like, I think the world would probably burn down. It's just not even a thing. It's not even a thing. So let's like when that time happens, when you want to give him his own private ceremony, his own whatever, like maybe as, you know, Buccaneers, as the Bucks, as, you know, New England, like you do it. You, you know yeah, I mean? not as the NFL, not as the NFL. Um, and, you know, he and I were talking like before the show and it's just it's so like some guys like wait, you know, years on years, you know, you see some of these guys get inducted and they're. 70 years old, you know, they, they miss on certain opportunities. They're like, they, it, wait, it takes, you know, three, four times for them to actually get inducted. You see guys that actually do not get inducted into the hall of fame. We know Tom Brady is going to like, it's definitely like, it's going to happen. We know, like, we know he's going the first chance that he's allowed to get in there. Yeah. So like, let's just let it happen. Like Katie right. had said, I a hundred percent agree with you on that. Like, it's going to happen. Like, let's, give these next five years to the guys that we've been waiting for. So, and that they've been waiting. So, yeah, I was gonna say, not even us being, being a little selfish here, they've not us. Then they've been waiting. They've yeah, been waiting. Absolutely. Okay. Well, uh, we have some big stories to get after uh, in football, in housewives. We're going to start it off with football and obviously we're, we're talking about it now. So, Yesterday was when he made it official himself when Tom Brady announced that he is, in fact, retiring from the NFL after 22 seasons. I was very, very surprised by the news. Obviously, a couple of days ago, Adam Schefter and I think Jeff Darlington were like the first mm -hmm. ones to break it. Um, and when they broke it, it kind of became a thing of like, hold on, hold on. Nobody like, is this real? This. Yeah. This. even Tom Brady's father came out and he said, said no, he was still thinking about <laughs> yeah. it and kind of made a decision. Right. So, uh, that's always nerve wracking to like, be the one to break that kind of news. Like you want to be the first one, but like, you better get it right. And usually Adam Schefter does 
then Tom kind of took it into his own hands and, and made it official yesterday with his own statement. Um, he's leaving the game at 44 years old. I truly believe he could have played until he was 50. Um, he was drafted uh, 199th overall in 2000. Uh, I think he was like the fourth string quarterback going into that New England camp yeah. as a rookie. And obviously he spent the majority of his career in New England. As we all know, he went to nine Super Bowls. He won six of them with New England, earned MVP honors in four of those. And then of course, won a seventh Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. This season arguably was one of his best seasons, if not the best he's had in his right. career. He led the NFL in passing yards and also led them in touchdown passes his passing yards was the most he's had in a single season, single regular season. He earned his 15th Pro Bowl bid this year, and he also won his 18th division title. You know, I don't think we need to go much further into the facts and figures and the, and the records. He They're wrote, out there. You guys he can see. wrote the record book. Yeah. The record book is everything with a quarterback is in Tom Brady's name right now. So. Um, I think it's more so that we just need to give like our thoughts, our reactions. I think, I think let's start because I think this is like a, a hot topic. I think we should start with his statement where he then yes. a whole ton of people but may have left out one little elephant in the room, one big elephant in the room. Kate, why don't you tell the people your thoughts on, on his statement? Yeah. So honestly, like his statement, if like you looked at it on social media, so like, let's look at it on like Twitter. Cause I think that's where like it mainly was. And then it like adapted to Facebook, Instagram, everything. You've got like four blocks of him writing out things. And this is, I, I said this last week when it came to the housewives and their yeah. drama and all that. I hate when people do that stupid, show me, show me your face and talk to me. Like I, 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 I'm getting so sick and tired of those stupid things. Yeah. Um, so it's, cause it took five things. It was like a thread. You could have done like a five minute video, Tom. It's yeah. just so annoying. So that, okay. So a, there you go. That's impersonal in my opinion. Um, he did not thank new England, the Patriots, Bill Belichick, uh, Robert Kraft, anyone. He went as far back as to thank people Michigan. at Michigan, Michigan and completely yep. skipped over the entire Patriots organization, including the fans. I noticed it. So like you could skim like yeah. the thread and I noted I couldn't find the word like your eyes go to keyword of who he's thanking. And I, I, Katie, I had to read it like 16 times to make sure I was confident, like, cause I texted you and I was like, he doesn't mention the Patriots. And after I sent that to you, I go, you know what? Let me check Walmart. I'm going to look so stupid if I did. I just went I right to the comment section and saw everybody saying it in the comment section. So to me, like, and I like sent out a couple funny tweets, like obviously like them not, him not mentioning, but like, I sit back and like, I think about it. Like you were with Tampa Bay for two years. You won a Super Bowl, one Super Bowl with them. How many did you win in New England? Like how many MVPs did you get in New England? Like how you broke half your records in New England. Like you, you had wore that entire time with Bill Belichick, with Robert Kraft, the whole entire time. I don't, I would be so mad as a Patriots fan. I would be yeah. upset. I would be, I would be like heartbroken. Exactly. I, it, 
it's like someone coming out and like basically taking the credit for everything and like not mentioning you. Like you cannot tell me that Tom Brady doesn't thrive off of his fan bases and things like that. He wouldn't be, I, it, this is a bold take. I don't think he'd be half as successful as he was if he didn't have that strong following behind him. He's got a lot of people that hate him and like think he's so freaking annoying. But for every one person that hates him and thinks he's annoying, there's 10 thousand people that love him and like they literally would die for that die for him so much that they've gone on to obsess with of him in tampa bay bought his jersey became tampa bay fans they're in the nfc who gives a shit they're not in the afc they're not a threat to new england they became tampa bay fans these past two seasons simply because of tom brady katie and i spoke about this if this were eli manning and i am so thankful to this day eli chose to retire as a giant it's everything we wanted i think it shows him as a person that that is what he wanted if he first of all i don't know if i could cheer for him on another team and that's me being selfish but for him to not just completely just eliminate that huge part of your career, I don't know. So to me, I so weird to see that. I'm also, I feel for Patriots fans. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm mad for you. And then yeah. it was so weird because then the Patriots like tweeted out something. There was a statement from Robert Kraft. And all Tom Brady did was like quote tweeted saying like, thanks for the memories in New England. Like, are you freaking too, too late for that one kidding me like i just oh my I think, god I think, um like I you have to do what's right for you and your family professionally so when you Absolutely. left new england i you can you can understand it right? right you left new england you broke all their hearts when you did that you did right but you had to do what was right for you. And you're doing what's right for you now. If you want to retire and go be with your family, God absolutely. But like you're breaking their hearts all over again by not acknowledging them. And I think the part that bothers me is if you secretly hate Bill Belichick, if you secretly right. have beef with Robert Kraft, the whole front office, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Fine. That's okay. But the fact that you don't want to acknowledge the fans that would, like we just said, would literally die for you, even literally. now would die for you, that you're like ripping their hearts open all over again. Right. Like, it's um, just like, I don't know. And then, but like, obviously that was the big thing with the statement. I think uh, my comment that I just want to make on all of this is, and I know this was actually my re initial reaction, Kate when uh, you and I first spoke about it was, mm -hmm. holy crap, like last week when we asked the question on our show, will he retire? I said, no way, because he didn't even give hints about it throughout the season. A lot like, of people said no, yeah. going to tell us like, this is going to be my final year. That way, every game that we watch, we're like, oh, this is the last time we saw him play the Jets and the Bills and Miami. Mm -hmm. This is going to be his last playoff run. This is his last shot at a Super Bowl. We didn't have any of those moments like we just did with Big Ben. I think right. about Eli at MetLife knew. Out on his last game to meet his family in the tunnel and the whole stadium going nuts cheering for him and just the emotions and the yeah. chills and the tears. Like we didn't witness. We'll never get that. No. Which is crazy because that he is the greatest to ever play the game. Right. It's wild. It's yeah. very wild. And that to me is like, I'm not even like a Tampa Bay fan, a New England fan, whatever. That hurts me in a way, just as a football fan. I know. 
it's definitely like so surreal to to think about. And I'm, I am, I, I will always admit, I'm not the biggest Tom Brady fan. Um, but I just, I think what's weird to me is that like now he's done. You have an era of quarterbacks that we grew up watching that are just gone, and it's yeah. like that like sits like hard with who's me to say that Aaron Rodgers doesn't come out in two weeks and say I'm done too. Like, I don't give a shit about him. So like, I know. But I yeah. Like they're all gone, but they're, they're gone. It's, it's, it's Eli, it's Peyton, it's, it's Tom it's Brady. Sad, it's what I will say this. I think this postseason, this one specifically has made everybody elated and excited for the future with these young quarterbacks. And it does make me so excited. Like, I don't want to take anything away from them. It's bittersweet. It is, because we're still getting to know all of them, which is very exciting because we are understanding their strengths, their weaknesses. We're understanding it. We're seeing it unfold. And for us, I think it's exciting because while we've watched all those players, like, as we're growing up, like, you know, I think of us like in right now, like we are in our prime in football, like we because we're analyzing it for the past four years, analyzing it week after week, like me and you are like really in on it now. So I love that we've get these new guys that we can, you know, for the next couple of years, really go in on them and see that it's very exciting for me, like as a football fan, but just yeah, well, doing the, and doing this four years now too, you have to think about the fact that like these young quarterbacks now in the league are the guys that we were talking about them. Where are they going to land in the draft? Where are they going to? Yeah. And so we're seeing them from that standpoint and then we're seeing what the beginning of their careers. Look right. Like, so. so it's very exciting for sure. I think you're right though. It is bittersweet that, you know, it's, the group of guys that we watched for so long and like fell in love with the sport because of them. Like, it's just like, God, like it's, it, they're gone. It's, it's crazy. And I think it's, you know, Tom Brady pulls like on that final heartstring. Cause you know, we already, you know, you know, Eli was like the, the hardest one, obviously. I truly was- didn't think I would ever see the day. I used to tell people all the time that I thought Brady would play till he was 50. And when I said that, I truly truly believed myself it's like like so horrible to say like I literally thought he would like die on the football field <laughs> like just die like at like the age of like 60 I, it, like it, just it, die this, this has me very shocked it really does I really I don't know when it'll yeah. actually like fully hit I guess maybe right. like when Tampa Bay like decides what they're gonna do at the quarterback position maybe then it'll hit like, but I, I don't know I don't know either, but listen, I think about that too. A lot of homes for open for quarterbacks this year. So we got to see. I think uh, I was seeing like, oh, maybe Aaron Rodgers is just going to like swoop on in and be like, okay, I'm going to go get my Super Bowl now too and jump into Tampa Bay. And then leave. Yeah, but I I think Tampa Bay can't really have this like one and done quarterback anymore. They got to like look to. If it gets another Super Bowl. No, I'd hate that as a fan because then you got to go search for something out. No, I'd love a Super Bowl, don't get me wrong. But, like, oh, now they got to go, like, look for a quarterback. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, I got more I mean, news, more news. We could have we done a whole show on this. So, I we think, could've. you know, we're, we got some of our main initial reactions right. and feelings off our chest. Um, but let's talk about this is kind of like the first time we're really reporting on like these new hirings. Uh, it started to happen, trickle down. Like once one happens, it's like a domino effect. We've got a lot of new hirings at uh, the head coaching positions and GM openings. So 
just without further ado, Chicago, they hired Indy's defensive coordinator, Matt Eberflew, as their new head coach. I know he was definitely a popular candidate last offseason, so that's not super surprising. Um, they also hired Kansas City's exec- executive director of player personnel. Uh, oh, I forgot to put in his name. My bad. And I don't know his name off the top. of. Oh, is it Poles? Ryan Poles? I think that's who it is. Um, as their new GM. My bad. I left. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, I believe that's him. Um, Denver hired Green Bay offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett as their new head coach. At first, I thought that was a little surprising. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I haven't even like heard of this guy really. And then I'm like, oh, wait, like they're going to make a run at Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron Rodgers apparently loves Nathaniel Hackett. So right. There you go. Um, there it is. Las Vegas, they hired New England offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels as their new head coach. You better get that shit in writing. I don't believe it. <laughs> I, t- I told Katie I do not believe it until he is on the field coaching game one of the season. I don't believe it. Get a people. good lawyer to, to write up yeah. that contract. So um, Don't believe it. He is finally making the move to head coach. Um, and then former Patriot Dave Ziegler is going to be their GM. So two yep. New England guys heading over to Las Vegas, Minnesota. They hired Quezzi Adolfo Mensa as their new GM after he was previously working mm-hmm. for Cleveland as VP of football operations. Of course, we have the New York Giants. Um, we already talked last week about uh, Joe Shane as their new GM, but now we also have a new head coach, Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator, Brian Dable. So we've feel good about this hire. Yeah, I feel good. Um, I'll be honest. Like I, I think I've said it before on the show. Was it crazy about this pool of candidates this yes. offseason for people that needed head coaches? Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, we brought in two guys from Buffalo, our, our new GM, our new head coach, both coming from a successful program that that wasn't successful and got turned around exactly. um, to be one of the hottest teams in the NFL now. So bring yeah. that magic over to us, please. And thank you. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I, I, I liked his, if you are a Giants fan um, and you need some, need some encouragement. I, I did like his, um, his first like presser with the team. Um, mm-hmm. So, and what stood out to me the most, and I think it's going around now Um he met with Daniel Jones and what I liked about it was he, he said to him, go back to what you did with, you know, um, Joe judge. Uh, I think, you know, Pat Shermer too. um, go back to Duke. Tell me what, you know, you liked like from a, from a coach, like tell me how you processed things, how you were able to do certain things. Like you go and do that. Like you go write things down then you come back to me and say, this is how I was able to perform well because of what someone told me. That's so right. I think the shift in that is that, you know, with Joe judge and, you know, Shermer, like it was kind of like, all right, I'm coming in. Like, here's how you're going to adapt to this new quarterbacks coach, this, you know, new offensive coordinator, me, things like that. So like, I, I like where it's like, you tell me like, cause you're only going to be like, you're there. The NFL is interesting because it, it you can, put it to any business, you know, your boss is talent, you are talent, but talent merges together. So how can you like, as a manager, bring that talent out of someone while still, yeah. I guess, 
maintaining your talent. So it's very, very interesting. So I liked that aspect. You know, you give me what you need because then I'm going to give it to you. Yep. So um, obviously a lot, a lot, a lot going on right now, you know, with the Giants and everything. But I think that, you know, if you do have the time to kind of look at the positives of things, um, definitely kind of look at that. So I'm definitely I'm feeling good um, on the, the higher, I'm not feeling good right now, to be honest, <laughs> as, a, as a fan, but we'll, we'll definitely get, uh, get over it. But I just, yeah. So a lot to, a lot and still more moves to make. We obviously just, you know, said a thing about the Vikings with Jim Harborough. So we've got the Vikings, we've got the Texans, we've got Jacksonville, we got Miami. Um, am I missing anyone? I don't know. I'm, I, I would have, I, I'm I think a couple of coordinator positions we've got because I we obviously everyone snagged up coordinators it right. seems like and there's uh, there might be one GM position open I don't know at this point I'm I'm impressed that you remembered because I can't remember at this point who I think won. those are the head coach positions open there's a ton of coordinator positions open I think so there's still a lot like a lot of moving pieces so definitely. I think Viking, the Vikings are next, I think. So mm-hmm. um, definitely keep an eye out again. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, watch our stuff. We'll definitely give you guys the, the latest and greatest there for sure. Absolutely. All right. So let's get into our thoughts from the conference championships. Oh, my goodness. I want to I want to give props to you, Kate. You got you got both games correct. I got both games wrong. I was I was pretty bummed because I genuinely thought I had both in the bag, in the bag, and it's just like in the NFL, don't hold your breath, honestly. So I just gotta tell you, like bragging rights to me because I got both games correct. I got the Kansas City Bengals score on point. I should have put money down. And <laughs> and and I went on, I know we call them out, you know, uh, weekly, uh, daily bread media. They go live every day. They're your, they're experts on gambling betting. They do a show called Sunday morning quarterbacks where they like pin up like the games, like experts, like next to each other. So they did their Kansas city Bengals. Um, and I went in, I went in under our name. So, (laughs) so you could take the credit too. I, um, I did go in and I said, you know, I firmly believe that Patrick Mahomes has been very irresponsible with his throwing game this season, uh, you know, making a lot of bad decisions. And I, I said that he needs to tighten it up this game. And if the Bengals have at least two turnovers, the game is theirs. That's how they won the game. So I was going to say bragging rights for that. I'm not even taking the Rams win, to be honest. I'm just taking that, that Bengals Kansas city game. I don't know what it was. The world, the, everything was aligning for me in that one. So I'll have to sit down and really think about the Super Bowl and see what I can give you guys if you want to put money on it. But um, it was just, you know, overall very, very fun weekend. So let's get into these games because Holy guacs, they were, they were everything we wanted. Again, we were given everything. So we definitely thought the AFC championship was maybe not going on uh, at the, great at the start because 
Kansas City was leading 20, oh, 21 to three. Um, and I was, I, I did tweet out, I was like, please don't let this be a blowout. Like, I don't want, like, please, everyone, like, please, no. Yeah. Um, so Kansas City, uh, yeah, Kansas City ultimately lost to Cincinnati, uh, 27 to 24 in overtime. We got another overtime game. Uh, the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl for the first time since night. 1988. In the first five second um, half drives for Kansas City's offense, they totaled just 34 yards, two first downs, and an interception by Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Cincinnati came back, um, and Kansas City won the overtime toss. So we knew I that. I thought it was done. At that point, I thought it was done. Well, I sent you that tweet from Josh Allen that just said pain as soon as they won. And, you know, and I think the world, the world thought. The world knew, but again, and it felt, I, by the way, I would have felt that way too. If the Bengals had won the toss, like I was just, Oh, absolutely. Here we go. But another Patrick Mahomes interception, 31 yard game winning field goal by Evan McPherson. Is that McPherson? McPher- I'm right. Right. Cause I gotta, I gotta get this right for the Super Bowl to win the game. Holy guacamole. Katie, I got to tell you, the whole time I was standing up in front of my TV right here like it was the New York Giants playing. I was sweating. I was standing. This is the football that we we need. Like, we need yeah. this. Like it was, it was a very exciting game. Uh, props to Cincinnati. Props to Joe Burrow. I mean, I, I props to the defense. I did not think – I'm not saying, like, finally yeah, they have defense. a bad defense or anything like that. I didn't know their defense had that in them to do what they did in the second half against like one of right. the best offense in the NFL. So the fact that they were able to like hold Patrick Mahomes in the offense to those kind of numbers is to me, as much as like Joe Burrow, Evan McPherson, Jamar Chase, guys like that, they're going to be the ones that get the recognition. Um, I'm giving the MVP to the entire defense. That is an incredible, incredible job they did to right. allow their offense to get back in the game like that. Absolutely. And it's like, finally, some defense. Loved it. It it was honestly astonishing. Such a good game. And again, another overtime game that kept you to the last second. Um, And I I, I just loved it. Again, like I was just, I was up and out it. Like it was my, it was my team playing. So um, moving on to our second game. So the Los Angeles Rams snapped their six game losing streak to the San Francisco 49ers. They earned a trip to the Super Bowl after a 2017 win in the NFC Championship game. San Francisco was leading 17-7 at the end of the third quarter. It's funny because I know 21 to 3 is a lot, but 17-7, I knew I knew more stuff was going to happen in this game. I didn't think anything uh, you know, you know, I didn't think it was over. Definitely it wasn't sure. a comfortable lead, but I mean, yeah. it was the score at the end of the third quarter. Right. So I, again, I, I really thought I had both of my picks correct. And then they both went to shit. <laughs> um, the Rams rallied back with 13 unanswered points and took a 2017 lead with less than two minutes left to play. And then, oof, what a, a real, real heartbreaker. San Francisco quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo threw an interception on San Francisco's final possession to seal that win. Um, they're now going to play. Um, so the Rams are going to play Super Bowl in their home stadium. Um, so, yeah. and I don't know if you've seen this, Katie, but 
ticket prices for this oh, damn yeah, Super Bowl. I think Holy the cheapest ones are like forty five hundred dollars or something. And they're like in the nose, like it's like don't even like can't even yeah. say. I mean, it's LA. It's that brand spanking new stadium. I'm I'm kind of not shocked to be honest with you. Yeah, I must say though, like if you are of a better, there is no home field advantage to the Rams at all. Like Katie just said, it's LA. It's the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is like every mix of fan. There's not even like, there's like no fan, like non-fans there. Like the Super Bowl is just an event to go to. But mm -hmm. I mean, these prices are a little sad because like I, I love the Super Bowl to be an event to go to. I, Katie, if I had to spend $4,500 on a Super Bowl ticket or, or if it was the Giants, I probably would. Um, Or like, I still wouldn't do it. Even if it was the Giants. Oh, I don't know. I might do that. Um, I, you know what? Think, That's a I lot of money. Taking, I think about taking like a vacation. vacation with that shit. No. Yeah. No. That's a lot of money. Yeah. No. I could like, I don't even know what to do with it. Yeah. Pay like a lot of mortgages with that. <laughs> yeah. No. Pay off like a credit nothing. card. And yeah. honestly, I think I think you and I have had the discussion before of like a giant Super Bowl and and I've talked about wanting to be at home for it because I want to hear the broadcast. You do. Yeah, you're right. See everything that's gone. I know that sounds crazy, but uh, I'll save my money. I'll hear the broadcast. I'll probably watch it alone with nobody around me. Right. <laughs> Freak the hell out on my own. So. Yeah, I do. I honestly, because I, I do remember when we lost to the Ravens, like I couldn't imagine like being like, yeah, that's in a stadium for that, like losing, yeah, like losing. winning, like, oh my God, I'd be the person like on the field, like getting it arrested. YOLO, but like I want to losing like, go in the corner and die. Like, cry, cry, just like leave me, leave me alone. Like someone just like punch me in the back of the head, like kill me at this point. Like I don't want to be there. So, but again, like what a, what a uh, Sunday of football. I, so I think we're on a really good streak right now. And like, I like the phrase third times a charm. So we had a really good like, conference championship. We had a really good divisional round. Let's have the Super Bowl, Bowl matchup. I think these are, I'm excited. Teams. I don't really think, I, I mean, again, I even if I looked at Vegas lines, I I, I don't really know how to read them to be honest with you. Right. I don't know who the favorite is. I, you know, it's not like these were one in number one seed, number two seed. No. no. Uh, so I think it's going to be a great game. I'm looking. I'm forward. looking forward to it. Me too. Me too. All right. Well, we got to get into housewives. We got two big stories for you. One is we're the first one we're very excited to talk about because of course. The Real Housewives of New Jersey season 12. We it's back. For it. it is back. It is finally here. It's I'm being back. filmed in the summer. At the very beginning of summer is where it starts. We got summertime vibes while we're chilling in the winter snow. Um, it's major summer vibes. I get very jealous it's watching. It's great. Um, and we have episode one recap. A lot of things went down. A lot of really hot topics right out the gate. So let's just talk about some of these uh, things that came up. One of the first things that we see in the episode is talks between Teresa and her daughters and then Joe Gorga separately with his wife, Melissa, right. um, kind of talking about that there is a big rift between Joe and his nieces, the Judice girls, over the things that he said about their father. I think, you know, obviously things that, you know, maybe he, he would normally say like in his own privacy and when the cameras aren't around, but 
obviously the cameras caught him saying some pretty horrible right. things. Uh, and the girls are very upset about that. And I think Joe is very adamant about feeling like I'm not the bad guy. Your father's the bad guy. Like, why are you mad at me? And the girls are basically just like, you're not the bad guy, but like, you need to apologize, like for talking shit about our father and please don't do that. So I think right now we're at a stalemate of the girls think they're right. And I think Joe thinks he's right. And you can definitely play both sides of the fence there Absolutely. and both views and opinions. Um, but that's very weird. Like to see the disconnect. Very it's, weird. These are young girls. Like these are his baby nieces. And like, I, I don't know. It's it's definitely awkward. So there's tension there. No tension yeah. between Teresa and Joe. They've hashed that out, their feelings over it. This is really Joe and his nieces. Mm -hmm. um, Jennifer. We get introduced to Jennifer this season. She's got her bandage going. She's gotten a nose job. Um, I'm just going to go out and say that when they first showed, by the way, like keep in mind, this was done in Turkey, her plastic yes. surgery. She says that um, her husband called her the worst patient he's ever had. And so he didn't want to perform plastic surgery on her anymore. And so when she went to Turkey, she got this done. So this is nothing against Bill Aiden's work, okay? How did she fly home? That's what I want to know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, they show the before and after photos of her nose, which I was like, I don't remember her having a bad nose and sure enough they show the before and the after picture and i thought the after picture right. was the before picture because it looks horrible it looks so bad nose. she actually had a good nose and her children say that in the show in episode one they're like we didn't think anything was wrong with your nose to begin with. No. He had a cute nose and then finally the bandage comes off at the end of the episode um and it's like it looks like it's like a, it looks a Pinocchio. Like a cartoon character. Like, like it goes down and then flips up. It's like and it's this. very long. Yeah. It's very, very long. I got to tell you, coming from someone, I have a huge nose. Like you do not need to. I do. It's like very long. You can see. I do have a big nose. I, it's, not, it's not a big deal. I don't care. I like it. It fits my face well. But like coming from like someone who has big, I could get a nose job if I wanted to. Like and probably look a little bit better. But like. She had nothing to do. Like, I hate when people, it's like, uh, like when we watch Siesta Key and all those girls get nose jobs. I'm like, bitch, a plastic, live. A plastic surgeon should have looked at her and been like, I'll do this if you really, really, really want right. me, But you really don't need this. Like, there are no. people that need this. You do not need this. You do not need a new nose. Like, I don't understand. Like, I and Go ahead. You have the money for plastic surgery? That's the last thing I would be doing. I, I guess she already she did her tummy tug nose. Like, I know. Like, I get some other stuff done. Get you some other need shit done. done. You didn't need a nose. Like, come um, on. She did. I, I, Jennifer keeps it real, okay, though? She was commenting on social media, and she was acknowledging the fact that in the episode, her nose looked terrible. She did say she was five weeks out from the surgery, and that obviously it has gotten better, and it is like, you know, her five weeks shit i'm not getting a nose job that's way too long that's way too long but like she, i'm not like i hear you everybody it does look bad <laughs> it did it looked so horrendous to be honest um, hello to tiki barber and his Ugh. wife tracy we hello goodbye they were coming um you know they are friends with melissa and joe gorga we first see them going out to dinner as a foursome and I did say to Kate, like, I know we feel however we feel about Tiki. His wife seemed chill. She seemed cool, like, you know, normal. But we'll see. We only got a small glimpse. But it was like, 
It's just weird. It's our world colliding. So he like walked on screen. I had texted Katie and I was like, ah, Tiki. <laughs> and I literally, I like tweeted out like right after. And I was like, the fact that like I have to watch Tiki Barber now on Real Houses in New Jersey is like infuriating to me. Yeah. Cause it's like, we're trying to eliminate you from like our football world. And now you try to sneak into my housewives world. Like I don't like that Tiki. <laughs> and it was really funny too. Like I had like told Katie, like the way Melissa Gorga explains him is like, you have no idea what sports are. You have no idea what football is. She was like, he's like, you know, a legend in running back New York John. And I'm just like, hold, just stop. Like, just, I know, like, just stop. Like, if that's how you're explaining, you don't have to, to me, you don't have to explain who Tiki Barber is. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I just, you yeah. don't have to. Like, I just. But the housewife Bravo was probably like, you need to acknowledge because we need to show everybody, like, who he is and why he's like, so, like, how crazy it is. Yeah. So. Like, anyways, um, let's get past that because we barely saw them, but they right. just, you know, we will be seeing them this season pop in and out. Uh, the main topic of this episode was the video of Louie. Uh, I think weird. we've talked about it on the show before. If you have not seen it, which, by the way, I guess Bravo didn't get the rights to this video because Probably they didn't not. show it. On the episode, Google it. All you have to Google is like Louis Real Houses of New Jersey video. That's what I Googled. Comes up. Um, it's basically like him. I think it's a couple years ago. It's talking about um, his past relationship. He's got no shirt on. He's got a bunch of dudes standing behind him, like real intense, like no shirts on either. It's like um, a cult. They're like in the beach. It's very cult, like very, very yeah. cult. Like he says he's got his coach with him and he's basically apologizing to this woman, his past, you know, girlfriend or whoever, you know, apologizing to her. She knows how you feel. How are you going to make changes? The people are yelling at him, like, "You, what, how are you going to take action and fix yeah. what you want?" It's very weird. It's very like somebody like gave him the Kool Aid and he drank it, and like it's very, very weird. Um, no, so I'm actually glad that Joe Borga <laughs> brought like a little bit of context to what that video was. He basically Louie wanted to bring Joe to this thing. It's apparently. Right. Like, Camp. And he was like, oh, I got to bring you to this camp where like anything that's hurting you or where you can release and you can feel better about it. And like Joe Gorg was like, I'm not about that kind of camp. Like, I'm good. Thanks. No, um, it was so like, oh, my it's God. very bizarre. It's extremely it's you feel uncomfortable watching it. But you um, like look at it and you're like, is like, like if you're my friend and I do something wrong, like let's talk about it like in private. <laughs> like let's not, let's not have like 20 people like, or like, or like a video saying like, oh, like what did you do wrong? Like, oh, like it's let's very, just, very like, weird. Take it offline. Like, so um, everybody's, you know, has the react. All the women are talking about it. The video basically gets leaked like during this time and all the women, it's the hot topic. Um, the men at the time, the husbands were doing their show in Atlantic City uh, and they got asked about it. One of the fans during like a Q&A asked like, what do you, what do you take of that weird yeah. video of Louie? And just in a joking manner, Joe Gorga was like, oh, man, I mean, I've never missed my brother-in-law so much. Um, and I he does explain, funny. like, I was trying to make light of it and, like, push it under the rug and right. not answer the question. So I get that. And it was just, like, the first thing that came out of his mouth. I thought it was funny. But then Teresa called and said that Louie was really upset when he heard about it. And she was really upset. 
And basically, Teresa's going to have this pool party to kick off the summer. Right. And Joe and Melissa are like, we might not even go because the girl, the, my right. nieces are mad at me. They're mad at me. This is awkward. They end up attending this pool party. Louis ends up attending. He's the elephant in the room because everybody's talking about this video behind his back. Um, and Margaret is the one who's like really digging her heels in. Like somebody's got to bring this up to Teresa. Dolores is like, I'm not doing it. Like I, I know better not to, not to do it. And Margaret brings it up to Teresa. Teresa, you know, gets offended, says like, that's his past. Like we all have past. Yeah. Like, I don't have to worry about my present and my future with him. Like you, you know, you need to respect me. You're in my home. Get that. But that's going to be the big rift between Margaret and Teresa this season. We all know it. We've all heard about it already. Um, then Jennifer is on the outs with all the women after the last reunion. She basically confronts Jackie at this pool party. Um, and Jackie is just like, okay, it's fine. Like you apologize. We're going to move forward. Right. Like whatever. She brings over, um, Margaret because they're beefing and Margaret doesn't take it as well as Jackie did. She's very mad at Jennifer still, um, things they've said about each other on social media and it escalates voices are raising and the episode ends basically margaret revealing like you act like you've got this perfect life you're not being honest like your husband had an affair he was like you know screwing this girl for two years his you know office manager and jennifer kind of confirms it and it's just like it wasn't his office manager it was a pharmaceutical rep and yes, she confirms it because if you go on social media, which I definitely yeah. get into it after the episode, like she says, it happened 10 years ago. Like, yes, he had this full-blown affair while she was pregnant with her fourth child. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately now, like I know um, her youngest daughter saw a TikTok video about it. That's mm -hmm. how she found out that her father cheated. All of her kids know she had to have separate conversations with all of her kids she explained it really well to them. And I think from what she said, right, the best she could with it. And, and as much as whatever, like, again, I'm giving, whether you love her or hate her, I'm giving props to Jennifer for not being afraid to admit what Bravo begs you to do as a housewife, air out your shit, be real about it, own it, and just share with the world what you're going through. Absolutely. Well, yeah. And I not, think that was like a not running from it. She's not hiding from it. No. And like, she made, like, it was so interesting for her to come back and just say like, no, like it wasn't a receptionist. It was a far like she, and you're right. Like, and I give her like all of that credit. I, I feel bad that yeah. she, you know, now because of this had to sit down with her children and, and talk about it because I actually think that her and Bill are the type of parents to when their kids were at an appropriate age, they would sit them down and tell them what had happened because they're very open about their relationship. They've always had been. And we've always spoken about how strong their relationship yeah. is. So this is we probably we know what we found out. Well, but maybe this has in I some way they have a strong marriage, but right. you know, there's an asterisk now with that. There definitely is. And, you know, I, I could never, you know, judge a relationship that I've, you know, or something like that, that I've never gone through. So may, you know, maybe to them, it has helped them in some way, shape or form, but it just, it, to me, I feel so bad that, you know, their nine-year-old daughter finds out on TikTok when her parents could have easily told her at like age 18 in a normal 
you know, appropriate conversation. Like, honestly, like you and we're, we're not parents. So like, whatever, but like, I don't need to be nine and my parents telling me about an affair. Like, tell me that shit when I can understand it. And like, and some, some will argue like you're on a television sh a show. So like, you just have to deal with the fact that like people are going to dig up dirt on you. I think it's the fact that like Margaret had to think about the con, like didn't think about the consequences of like, right. if I blurt this out, like her children are, are going to hear this and see this and learn about this. Right. And, like, are you, you know, you're lucky that they're strong and solid where they are today. Like, how would right. you feel if you like broke up a family over that? Like, right. And like, like, I, I'm sure people will compare this to like when Teresa, like, you know, made up the rumor yes. about Jackie and her husband, but like, guess what, Jackie, like yours turned out not to be true. Like Jennifer's is actually true. And she owned up to it immediately. Mm -hmm. And again, and then, yeah. And the family had to come together and discuss tough shit. Like, yeah. and you're right. Like the family could have broken up and we are, we do see some previews into, you know, maybe a rough season for them. So, and I, I hope it, maybe it's just natural causes. Maybe it's not because of this airing up again. Like, I don't know. So yeah. But. It's going to be a hell of a season. Oh, um, yeah. You know, we had, like I said, we had the Louie video and then we had that bomb at the end of the episode. And so just like they're kicking off summer with a bang, we kicked off episode one with a bang. And I can't wait. This is my favorite franchise uh, going on right now in the Housewives world. And I know we're in for a treat this season. Absolutely. All right. So we love looking into articles like this because these ladies and men, if they're on the show, have to follow insane, insane rules we hear from time to time. So um, we are talking about 55 rules housewives cast members have to follow. So on Friday, Women's Health Magazine, which is so weird that they published this, in my opinion, yeah. put out an article about the 55 rules Bravo Housewives cast members have to follow. So we're going to go through, um, you know, we're not going all through 55. We're actually going to go through nine of them that we thought, like, really stood out to us. Definitely some of our favorites. So I'm going to read them. Like, Katie, chime in as I'm reading through. I'll share my yeah. opinions as we're reading through them. So this one always cracks me up. So they can't change their hairstyle mid-season because it's going to ruin the continuity of their interview look. So this one cracks me up because, like, what if I want to change my hair? Like, you can't, like, um, shame me on that. So I kind of knew that, though, about shows like, uh, so <laughs> I love Kids Baking Championship on the Food <laughs> Network. And um, basically, like, they, I, I did know that, like, oh, you love that, like, little girl with the, like, the quirky little pigtails. Right. Well, she's told, like, if day one you're wearing those pigtails, that's your look. Like, that's going to be your look for the whole season. So you're tough. the pigtails girl. Yeah. So um, I, I kind of did, like, know that you right. got to keep it, keep it like that, so... Well, with that, so they only get three interview looks and they have to recreate those looks regularly and wear the same outfits, uh, same hair, same makeup. This is no surprise, really, so because I didn't you know this one, though. Well, I didn't know that they were recreating these looks throughout the season. Right. Yeah. Um. So when we see them and like I'm just thinking of Salt Lake City right now and Meredith wears that like bright orange halter. Right. Like, you just think every time you see her in that outfit, that was from, like, the same day. No. no yeah. Like, that's from different days. Right. Putting her back into that outfit with the same exact yep. hair and the same exact makeup. So that blew my mind a little bit. That's, I like, deja vu. That. I'd be like, fuck this. Like, yeah, I'm that would not, be very weird, but. No, 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 no. 
So the women have glam teams. They're not paid for by Bravo. It's their own expense. Yep. Definitely, I knew this. If you yeah, look yeah. at Erica Jane on Beverly Hills, she her yeah. glam squad. She's a director. She's a creative director. I don't know how much he was making, but and they flew everywhere with them. So, and that's why you see on their when they travel a lot, the women are doing their own hair and makeup. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Andy revealed uh, that the network pays for part of the cost of their exotic trips they take, but ultimately it's a combination between Bravo and the wives. Which that was to- one I always wondered about. But to me, it's mind-boggling. These women are rich. Like I know, I know. But like at the same time, Bravo is forcing them to right. like take these trips and like go to these places. So like, if you want us to go there, you right. know, you can cough up some money. That makes sense. If a trip the women want to go on is outside Bravo's budget, the women can front the bill. Perks like flying private, traveling to a destination in peak season are some examples. We have seen this on uh, Salt Lake City this season. Um, They are flying private a lot. Um, A lot of them choose to take a separate jet than the other ladies. So some of them choose to take a bus, but the others choose to, or a sprinter. No, I think the sprinter vans are like the the sixth housewife of Salt Lake City. They're a little, the the bus driver, I forget what his name is, but he's doing his best. He's doing a great job. Uh, I hope they, the sprinter van is the new Bluestone Manor. It is, honestly. I hope they bring that driver to the reunion. We need to hear from him. So per their contacts, Bravo receives a percentage of the revenue earned from any business promoted on the show with one exception. And that exception is is Bethany Frankel. In her first season, Bethany put in her contract anything she ever did, she owned, which ultimately saved her from sharing skinny girl earnings, which she made a ton from, which then sold the company, made a more ton of money. Listen, Bethany, I got to tell you, I love watching her on Shark Tank when she's on. She is a business. She knows what she's doing, knows what she's doing. So clearly she did when she put that in her contract. So I love it. Love it. Salaries range by person and friends of the housewives. uh, Oh, sorry. And friends are paid per episode. So I'm actually a little surprised with the friends, but I guess it has to do with like hourly, how much screen time yeah. they have, things like that. Uh, but we for a whole season when they're only on right. certain episodes. Right. And we do know that the women are paid differently. As you can see, yeah. every time we come into a new season, we saw with Kathy Hilton this year that she was, you know, not happy with what she was getting paid, wanted to get paid more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we definitely know that. Housewives like Tamara and Vicky were slapped with a one-year non-compete when they left Orange County, which prevents them from appearing on other reality other reality show until a set date. Um, this is interesting because I think of like Candy Burris right now. Um, she just started her own show. Um, yeah. I look back to Bethany too. She like did a couple other things. Uh, so Candy just left Atlanta. I think it was two officially now two seasons ago. Um, and she now has her own brand new show. So I wonder if like maybe it was a year. I could, see being, I could see being like a year. Right. Yeah. So 
Um, so you definitely have that. And then finally, reunion filming can take up to 12 hours and the women can't speak to each other beforehand and are kept in separate rooms. I feel like we did know this. So you could definitely tell it's a long day. And I think that kind of adds. Oh, it gets to hostile. The, the, yeah, the women are already pissed off because you're right. bringing up hot topics. And now I think you're tired, you're cranky, you're probably right. hungry, you're probably hungry. I would need to be done with it. So I think that kind of just adds fuel to the fire there. I think of like, it's so I, I think back to like, and this is like no relation whatsoever, but I used to like prior to COVID, I used to like go to a lot of like trade shows for work and like you're on the floor for like literally 12 hours and like you're barely drinking water. Like you're not eating cause you're yeah. working. So yeah, like by the end of the day, like you are irritated. Like you have a headache from not drinking anything. Yeah. So imagine that when you're like working a trade show, as opposed to a housewife being like sewn up into this gown. Yeah. You know, it's like, you're not in sweatpants. Like you're they in have hair extensions that are probably, yeah. they have, ha- they have 30 pounds of hair. That's not even theirs on. They've makeup. I, I would just be like, you know what? I'm going to kill all of you. I don't care if you're my best friend on the show. I'm going to kill you at yeah. the end of this table. Yeah. So no, that one is, ooh, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. Sounds like a rough day. There are a lot of rules for these women and it's no particular surprise. And honestly, now that I think about it, I'd probably be a raging bitch on one of these shows if because <laughs> of all these rules. Yeah. It's tough. Um, but yeah, definitely check out the article again. It's on, uh, you find it online, Women's Health, uh, their Women's online Health. website. Very, very interesting. Some we knew, these ones that we gave you didn't really know about. We thought they were fascinating. Right. But yes, a lot of behind the scenes stuff that we always love to read about and of course share with you guys. But let's get into our game for tonight. Um, obviously, we're not going to give you, we've been giving you um, our postseason picks, kind of breaking down the games last couple of weeks uh, on the show for our game segment. But we're not going to break down the Super Bowl until next week, which will be, you know, a couple of days before the week. You guys have to wait. Instead, we're going to talk about the next thing that we do have to look forward to, which is the NFL Honors Show. Um, that's going to be next week on Thursday. So you guys will see us next week, and then the day after will be the NFL Honors. But we're going to get into it and give you uh, our picks for the awards. The game is called Our NFL Awards Go To. Um, and we're going to give you our final winner predictions for MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, and Coach of the Year. So I thought it was a little bit easy. I definitely think there are yeah. ones that I think Surefire, we're going to agree. Um, ones that seem pretty obvious, maybe debate on a couple of other ones, but why don't we start with the creme de la creme, the top one to win of the night. Just get right into it. Who do you have winning the MVP award for this season? Yeah. So it might not be like, I guess like, I don't know, the most obvious choice, but it's definitely up there with an obvious choice. So I'm going to go with Tom Brady. So you obviously you spewed off all of his stats before um, most passing yards, most touchdowns this season. Um, he's a 10th of a way of completion percentage 
from Aaron Rodgers. So I don't really understand how like Aaron Rodgers is like the fan favorite here. And like, I think to be an account too, like for this award, like you shouldn't be an asshole. Like Aaron Rodgers is an asshole. So like people should take that into account in my opinion. So with that being said, I'm going with Tom Brady. Well, you pretty much said all the things I was going to say. I'm picking Tom Brady as well. And I know a lot of people will be like, oh, well, maybe you just think the NFL is going to give it to him now that he's retiring. No, No. this was 100% my pick before I even thought in a million years that he was going to be retiring. Um, This would be Brady's first MVP award since 2017 if he does win it. And even though Aaron Rodgers, like you said, is definitely the favorite, I'm more impressed by Brady's numbers. Of course, like you said, leading the league in passing yards, leading the league in touchdown passes. He actually has not only leading the league, but he has 1,200 more passing yards than Aaron Rodgers. That's that's a big chunk of yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel as though he, as, as great as Aaron Rodgers' numbers are as well, I, I'm giving this one to Tom Brady. All right, Offensive Player of the Year. Well, I loved this guy's name in conversation for MVP. I would have not agreed with him winning MVP if Derrick Henry did not win two seasons ago. But I'm going with Jonathan Taylor on this one for Offensive Player of the Year. Oh, my goodness. What a tremendous season from him. I think it's 18 touchdowns. His Obviously, his rushing yards are through the roof. I loved watching him play game after game. He had two or three outstanding games that made no sense record-wise, but he did so many things. So offensively, I got to give it to Jonathan Taylor. I think this is going to be a a three-headed race in Jonathan Taylor and then either Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, whichever one doesn't get um, MVP. And then my pick, and I'm going with Cooper Cup. It's a Um, great pick. It's a really good pick. He's the triple crown winner. You know how hard that is to do? He finished the season with the most receptions, most receiving yards, and the most receiving touchdowns. I mean, that's just like an impossible feat that he was able to do. And Cooper Cup truly ruins people's dreams. Unless you are a Rams fan or unless you have him in fantasy football, which he definitely won you your fantasy football uh, league by far on him. Uh, He did not. What he is doing this year is just... I know. Not normal. And and I don't understand how defensive defenses haven't figured out how to lock him down. Like, who gives a shit about anybody else? Just lock down Cooper Cup. Seriously. Yet they can't do it. Put five people on him. I'm unbelievably impressed with him this year. Well, listen, all I got to tell you is that I, I haven't made my pick, you know, for next week yet. Um, as I'm not, it's going to be a very long week for me deciding, but Listen, if the Rams end up winning and he's a big part of that, he's he's your MVP. That's it. He could be, yeah. Don't don't give it to the don't give it to the court. You got to give it to him. Yeah. So I mean, he was definitely. I thought he was the MVP of um, this, you know, NFC Conference Championship game. So he's just crushing it. Um, defensive player of the year. Who do you got? Oh, I really couldn't pick on this one because these guys are two different skilled positions when it comes to defense. So I am, it's a, it's a tight race for me between Trayvon Diggs and TJ Watt, just props to both of them. Trayvon Diggs leading the league in interceptions this year and Mm -hmm. leading the league by 
far, just literally interception on interception every single game for the Dallas Cowboys. I, I miss watching, you know, Trayvon Diggs from Bama standpoint. I hate watching them go on and play for rivals, but he did everything and more for Dallas this year. And then TJ Watt getting up there with Michael Strahan with 22 and a half sacks on the season. You know, I just, um, tremendous, tremendous player. Um, so both of them, again, two different skill sets there defensively. I really couldn't pick between the two of them. Then I'll pick for you. Okay. I went with TJ Watt. Yeah. Um, listen, Michael Strahan's single season sack record has stood since 2001. Yeah. Um, there have been so many phenomenal players that have gotten very, very close to it. TJ Watt has done it and he is an unbelievable player mm -hmm. in the NFL. And yes, props to Trayvon Diggs, an incredible season. But the fact that he was finally of all people able to touch the record that nobody else has for so many years, um, I, I have to give it to him. All right, Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm going with Jamar Chase. He's up there with Cooper Cup for touchdowns. You know, I think he's fourth uh, for touchdowns this year. He's up there with receiving as a rookie, did everything he can for this Bengals, uh, you know, team this year. That connection with him and Joe Burrow is insane. And I just, you know, is, he's such a great player to watch. And I, I definitely want to give this to him. Well, I got the numbers for you because I picked Jamar Chase as well. He finished the regular season with 81 catches for 1,455 yards, which was best for fourth in the league. He also had 13 touchdowns, which was third in the league. Unbelievable rookie season from this young man. And he is a huge difference maker for the Bengals. Absolutely. Defensive rookie of the year. I hate that I'm going Dallas again, but look at that defense. I'm going with Micah Parsons. It kills me that the Giants were looking at him in the draft. I wanted him in the draft. I loved what he did in Penn State. Love what he's doing for Dallas, but I got to go with Micah Parsons on this one. So as amazing as TJ Watt is and Trayvon Diggs, I actually, I went with Micah Parsons as well, who honestly might get some votes for defensive might, player yeah. year in general. So I, I am giving him rookie of the year. Um, he finished the year with 20 tackles for a loss, 13 sacks, three forced fumbles. He was just everything that you want out of that linebacker position, a true captain of the defense and a huge difference maker for the Dallas Cowboys. Comeback player of the year. So this is, you know, and, you know, these are, awards are another Dallas Cowboy. No. Um, so these are, and it's, it's interesting because before the season, I actually did pick Dak Prescott. Yes. Um, these, well. so these awards, they go for the regular season. Um, so it's, you know, I think that a lot of people will be looking at Dak. Um, I, unfortunately I, I am looking in the postseason, but I am looking in the regular season too. How could you not pick Joe Burrow? In my yeah. opinion, I don't think people at the start of the season or maybe midway through thought the Bengals would be making the Super Bowl, but mm -hmm. Your rookie quarterback tears his ACL. You're not, and not just your rookie quarterback, Joe Burrow from LSU tears his ACL mm -hmm. on your team that you're trying to turn around. And now you're competing for a Super Bowl. To me, it's mind boggling. But even prior to, you know, the right at the end of the regular season, you know, they were the top of the top. Like they were the best of the best in that, you know, in the AFC. So I, I, I'm going to give it to Joe Burrow on this one. I'm going with Joe Burrow. Um, after tearing his ACL midway through his rookie year, he obviously came back uh, for his sophomore campaign, which being a sophomore quarterback in the NFL is a challenge enough, but he was doing it coming off of a major injury. He threw for over 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns, had a 108.3 uh, passer rating, which was second amongst all qualified passers. 
Obviously, he led Cincinnati to a division title in a very competitive division. And uh, I, I think of that, I think his signature win was solidifying that division title when he threw for 446 yards and four touchdowns against Kansas City in week 17. So hats off to Joe Burrow. Like you don't like I, I, I totally get why you're looking into the postseason and what he's done. But you can just cap it there at the regular season, winning that division, winning it over that huge win over Kansas City and the record that his team had and the numbers that he put up in the regular season. He's very deserving of this award. Absolutely. And then last but not least, I always think this is a little bit of a hard one to analyze, but who are you going with for coach of the year? I'm keeping it in Cincinnati and I'm going with Zach Taylor. I mean, you know, props to you, like even again, prior to the postseason, you know, Let's look at Joe Burrow getting injured last year. You're actually taking essentially, he's a rookie again for you this year. You're yeah. really building out on him. You get a rookie in Jamar Chase. So you have a wide receiver. You've got to build out your entire team. The momentum they had, they had really big wins this season, even off of some of the losses they had. You saw them come back the next week and pretty much fix everything that they were not doing well that week before. I loved watching him coach this team. You can tell he has the players, he has the locker room. Yeah. And look, we're going to a Super Bowl. So uh, I, I'm definitely going to go with Zach Taylor on this one. Yeah, I think he's a great pick. He's definitely somebody I considered. I know he's going to be up there as one of the front runners. Uh, I am going with Mike Vrabel for the mm -hmm. Tennessee Titans. It's a good I pick. Think, yeah. I think in order to win this award, it's kind of like, I think it goes most of the time to somebody who's had to overcome adversity and then yes. not only done that, but found success in doing so. Um, many people thought, probably including myself, that Tennessee's season was over when they lost their star, Derrick Henry, right. in week eight. But instead, Vrabel was able to coach his team to wins over teams like Kansas City and Buffalo, coach them to a 12-5 and record, the division title, and a number one seed in the AFC. I know things did not pan out for them in the postseason, but hats off to him in being able to you know, not let that season get away from them and just be a loss when you lose your star player. I think he's an excellent, excellent coach in the NFL, and uh, I could see him winning this award. Absolutely. Well, we'll have to announce the winners, not next week, because obviously, like we said, that's going to be um, next Thursday. But as soon as we, we get the information, we will let you guys know. I know. I think last year, um, as they were being announced, they would break like on social media and we would post them to our page. So stay tuned to that and uh, we'll compare the winners. With well, our I'm actually, so we did our picks on August 31st um, mm. and I'm looking at mine now and they're interesting. So um, <laughs> I actually only have one. That. I'll definitely have to circle back. I know we both, I think we both picked Dak to be comeback player of the year. I put Nick Bosa too. So I had a twofer. Mm. I did put both of them, um, which I think, I think he's still technically in the running. He's for be in it, the running so. well too, yeah. Um, yeah. So this is definitely, my list is interesting. So I'm definitely interested to see um, <laughs> where we are from that tonight and then the actual winners. So absolutely. All right, let's get to that part of the episode. Uh, get it off your chest. Positive, negative football, housewives, wine, life. It's not snowing right now. I think we're getting more rain, snow this weekend. So whatever you want to talk about to our audience. 
I absolutely love it when Bravo goes and plays like marathons of very old housewives. A memory season. lane, memory lane. I work from home in the background all day long today in my house was old, old episodes of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. And it's funny that we got asked the question about will Housewives still be here 10 right. years from now? I'm looking 10 years in the past and it's a different show completely. I mean, it's a completely different cast. It's Danielle, it's Caroline, it's Jacqueline, it's Dina Manzo. It's completely different. Um, right. Melissa and Joe Gorga are just coming on for the very first time. Joe Gorga and has hair. It's like, yes, it's like going into the Bravo Smithsonian and just like <laughs> witnessing something yeah. that is like an artifact. And right. I love it. Um, I was getting such a kick out of it today. If you ever see any of the franchises do this where they have these marathons, I highly suggest watching it. I good. won't get into too many things, but it just really makes you crack up and laugh. And things are really, really, really different now. I mean, Melissa and Teresa hated each other. I mean, obviously, Joe Gorga and Joe Judice hated right. each other. You know, Teresa's parents were still alive. Gia and all the girls were babies. Our Gia babies. turned 21. So, yes, I do think 10 years looking forward, we will go into the future and we will have these current episodes and be like, oh, my God, look at this yeah. shit. But um, – it's fascinating and I love it. And it's been a staple for a very yeah. long time. And we've grown up with these people and their kids and their families. And it's amazing. It's, yeah. it's really a wonder to watch these episodes. Yeah, they definitely do it. They do it with Beverly Hills and Orange County a lot. Um, they'll even go back to sometimes they'll show like, you know, DC only had like two seasons or like one, they'll go back and they'll show those randomly. So like, if you are working from home or if you have a lazy weekend and you just happen to skim by Bravo, like if there's a marathon on, watch it. Watch yeah, it. it'll suck yeah. you in. I'm telling you. <laughs> All righty. Well, mine is totally positive. It is a national women and girls day, like a work day in sport. So it's, I, I, I can't, I don't know what the official title is called. I think I butchered it on social media, but it's like national women working in sports, sports day. day. So we're in sports day. Um, so honestly, just like huge props to the day, huge props. to I know I tweeted out from our account, like go us. Like this is just like everything we do every week, every episode for you guys is just truly a dream come true. Like I, I love getting to sit down with my best friend talking about sports, you know, it's, and in a, in a, industry that's, you know, very male driven. And Katie yeah. and I can come out here week after week and be unapologetically ourselves and talk about our opinions and give you guys what we know about football. And I love it. And I've been so comfortable over the last four years to give our opinions like on, you know, everything, you know, show what we know. And then sometimes what also I, my one of the favorite things too is admit when I have no idea what I'm talking about or <laughs> Like, I don't know, or like admit to like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, because I feel like a lot of, you know, people in our position might get embarrassed to say, I don't know, because then it's like, oh, you get put on this, like the showcase of like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. Actually, I, I feel comfortable with where we are to say what we don't know. And it's totally fine. Me with not knowing how to pronounce anyone's name clearly. So, but I just, I love what we do and it's truly, you know, this is just like a hobby of ours and I want it to always feel this way. And I, I, I just love again, like 
I could not pick a better partner to sit down and do this week after week. So Katie, major props to you for not only being my best friend in life, but being my partner in crime for the real football fans in New Jersey. Because what started four years ago as just like kind of an idea and like a fun thing turned out to be something that we do every single week, a huge part of our lives. Like this is like the real football friends in New Jersey is our brand, the two of us. And I love talking about football. I love sports. And it's something that the two of us, you know, clearly do love and are passionate about. So Hell yeah. Hell yeah to us. Hell yeah to all the other women in sports out there. Thank you guys for, you know, those before us paving the way for us, like major props to you. And let's go to all the ladies behind us or in lockstep with us that are moving towards the future. And I hope people look up to us. I hope people, you know, look to us for, you know, maybe advice or just motivation on moving forward, but I love every aspect of it. So just, Major props to us. We don't always say yay to us. So I want to take this moment to like yay to us. And I'm so thrilled with everything we've done. So I just love it. Love it. Love it. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Well, great way to end the episode. Um, Lots, lots of fun things we talked about. Lots of fun things coming up. Obviously the big game with the Super Bowl next weekend. Um, but as far as this upcoming week, things that you do not want to miss, the Real Housewives of Orange County, we've got you just in time if you're live with us. They're on tonight at 9 o'clock. Real Houses of Salt Lake City is super intense. Oh, my God. It is on Sundays at 9 o'clock. And then, obviously, Real Housewives of New Jersey, it will be airing on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock. NFL Pro Bowl is this weekend. I know we're going to miss watching actual, like, games games, but the NFL Pro Bowl will be on Sunday at 3 p.m., on ESPN. So if you're feeling sad and, and needing some football, definitely give that a watch. Eh, maybe, maybe. I like not. watching this. I'll be honest. I like watching the skills challenges and everything right. like that. I find myself not watching the actual game. So we no. will see how desperate I get for meeting football <laughs> or be, how bored I am this weekend and see we'll if see. I throw it on. But thank you guys, as always. Hope you guys have a great night, great rest of your week. And we'll catch you next week in time for a little Super Bowl prep. Super, Super Bowl. Thank you guys so much. And good night. Good night.